1: Notre Dame fans, welcome back to a special edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It is 7.02, just trying to get a couple things situated here. We are here, obviously, to talk about the commitment of Brennan Vernon to Notre Dame. This is a big one for Notre Dame, and we're going to dive into that. We're going to talk all about his commitment, sort of how things went down. We're going to watch some film. We're going to talk about sort of what's next, what this means for Notre Dame from a recruiting standpoint, And then we'll get into some other things. I'm getting a lot of texts about what's going on at running back. And uh, we obviously, Devin Upal just announced that he was going to transfer. So we'll get into that. Talk a little bit about that. But to begin the show, we are going to focus on the commitment of Brennan Vernon. Brennan Vernon is a 6'5", 250-pound sophomore, rising junior defensive end from Mentor High School in Mentor, Ohio. And look... I got to give Mike Singer props on this one because I said for a while that this was not going to happen. And I was told by a couple buddies that they said, you know, Singer was a lot more confident that he was going to pick Notre Dame. And I said, man, look, I'm from Ohio. I've been following recruiting for 20 years. I've been following Notre Dame recruiting for longer than that. Notre Dame is not going to go into the backyard of Ohio and get a public school, non-offensive lineman from a place like Mentor High School. It's just not going to happen. Well, it happened and Notre Dame has landed uh, Brennan Vernon. This is huge because this is obviously a kid that Ohio State wanted. Brennan Vernon for those who don't know is ranked by Rivals.com as the number 9 player in the entire country. He is a five star on the composite list for 247 Sports. This is a this is a big big time player. This is this is a gap closer. I don't know if Brennan Vernon is a gap eraser just yet AST. Uh, Thank you for the super chat because he's a sophomore. And so to me, there's, there's some development that needs to happen like it does for all sophomores, but a lot like Keon Keeley, you know, so I found out about this yesterday. Uh, This was, this was shortly after Keon Keeley committed. I got a phone call and I was told that Brendan was going to, Call Ohio State yesterday and let the Hulk coaches at Ohio State know and that he was going to announce tonight at six o'clock, which is why I promised y'all a six o'clock show. And I did say earlier in the show that, you know, we would have a better idea tomorrow about what's kind of going on, with some defensive line recruiting. This was a big part of that. Uh, this was this is a huge commitment. And Notre Dame did an absolutely phenomenal job in this recruitment, uh, getting this commitment. So to me, is he a gappy racer yet? No, but he can be. And when we dive into the film, we'll talk about that. I think the combination, and the same thing with Keon Keeley, it's the combination of those two players with what Notre Dame's already doing in 2023. That if those two players project the way that I think they're capable of projecting, then yes, this is a gap erasing move. Before we dive into Brendan Vernon, I want to address something here real quick when it comes to recruiting right now on the defensive side of the ball because. Marcus Freeman is rightfully getting a ton of credit for this. And, and his willingness to battle anybody, anywhere for recruits has been amazing. But recruiting at this level, the way that Notre Dame is on defense right now, requires a staff effort. And, this, and what I've been saying since he was hired is to, to recruit at an elite level, you can't just have a great position coach. I look at Ohio State, and you look at some of the big time recruits that Larry Johnson has landed over the years. And Larry Johnson has done a great job at Ohio State. But Larry Johnson also had Ryan Day. He had Greg Schiano. He had Chris Ash. He had uh, uh, Jeff Halfley for a year. He's had Greg Schiano. He's had big time coaches. Carrie Coombs now, big time recruiters at defensive coordinator, and obviously he had one of the best recruiting co- head coaches in the business, if not the best recruiting head coach in the business, in Urban Meyer and Ryan Day's. Living up to that same reputation. So you can't do this all by yourself when you're going against the elite players. Mike Elson has done a great job of identifying those players that maybe are more developmental type of guys. And and he hasn't been able to go win a bunch of those battles because again, a lot of times he was doing it by himself he still won his fair share of big-time battles. I mean, you look at Isaiah Foskey, Jordan Patojo, uh, and you look at uh, last year's class with Jason Onye and Gabriel Rubio. You look at what they're doing in 2022, and you say, boy, this is a little different what they're doing in 2022. In 2023, is even more different, and it's not a coincidence that a lot of this is happening when Marcus Freeman came on board. And, and I'm saying that as a compliment to Mike Elston, too, because – it's Coach Elson that's getting you there. And then it's that teamwork, and it's also Brian Kelly. But it's that teamwork that's getting Notre Dame over the top. And this is what I've been saying for a long time, that this is what Notre Dame is capable of. For years, we hear about, oh, Notre Dame can't get the best recruits, and the best recruits don't want to go play you know, Notre Dame. They don't want to go to class, and all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, you've got a staff that's got Elston. You've got Freeman. You've got Mike Mickens. You've got this staff that's really good recruiters. And all of a sudden, Brian Kelly's more involved in recruiting, And just like that, the defensive recruiting has taken off. And right now, Notre Dame is recruiting the front seven since Marcus Freeman has been hired. I would argue, and I want somebody to try to prove me wrong, that Notre Dame has recruited the front seven as good or better than any team in the country from the moment Marcus Freeman was hired. And again, it was Marcus Freeman and Mike Elson as a duo. You look at defensive end, Tyson Ford, Aiden Gabera, Darren Agu, and then Donovan Heiney is part of that linebacker. You've got already two top hundred linebackers, and Josh Burnham and Junior Two Alamaka plus Nolan Ziegler, who is a high a high ceiling guy. But Nolan was already on, on the board when you know when Marcus Freeman was hired. That's why I'm kind of not talking about him just yet. So you you've talked about getting Tyson Ford's top hundred player, Aiden Gabara's on his way to being a top hundred player. They discuss they kind of got on him before he blew up as a junior. Uh, Josh Burnham's a top hundred player. Junior Two Alamaka's a top hundred player. And Notre Dame has got all of them in six months. And, and, and then you took the, top two, the 2023 class and you just got a five-star end from Ohio and you've got Keon Kelly. That is big time. And th- this staff is absolutely a force to be reckoned with right now on defense. And, and getting Brendan Vernon is a big part of that. So before we dive into the film, I just want to give a little backstory on this one. So I saw Brendan Vernon this spring at an Ohio event. And I've got some interesting opinions of him. We'll talk about when we get into the film. But at the time, everybody I talked to down there was like, yeah, he's going to Ohio State. He's going to Ohio State. He's going to Ohio State. Notre Dame was on him. And you know they tried to get him on campus. And they were talking to him. And that relationship just kept building and building and building. Uh, Mike Elson did a great job connecting with the kid. And Notre Dame had a very unique pitch. Ohio State, from what I'm told, was very much a you know, kind of you're the next Joey Bosa kind of guy it, thing. And Notre Dame was like, we want you to come here and be the first Brendan Vernon. And, and that was something that was very impactful for Notre Dame, I believe. And and he just, we've been hearing it now for a couple weeks now, and I've been skeptical the whole time. Up until the last couple of days, I've been very skeptical about whether or not this is actually going to happen. Because again, you just don't, anyone from Ohio knows this. Tommy Leonard's from Ohio, Matt Deese from Ohio, all these people from Ohio are going to tell you, you just don't do, you don't win battles like this. Not, not for a kid that Ohio state wants, not from men or high school. And so I was very skeptical and 20 years of PTSD when it comes to recruiting, if you just don't get this kind of guy. So I was very skeptical about it, but that relationship that they built with him and the message that they sent to him of, Hey, you're going to come here and you're going to be the guy here. And you're going to be part of a big time class. And him and Keon Keeley, from what I'm told have already, have already hit it off. But he sees what Notre Dame is building and he wanted to be a part of it. And he wanted to blaze his own trail and props to the kid for doing that. Because what people in Ohio will also tell you, you know, it's one of the States, I'd say it's one of the five toughest States to recruit for a lot of reasons. As far as get actually, I'd say one of the top three as far as getting the best players out of there. If, if you're, if Ohio state wants them, especially now that Ohio state's so good, because and we've talked about this it is there's a ton of peer pressure and ohio state ohio state fans are i'm trying to use a nice word because a lot of them are my family members are uh let's say real intense and real loyal about ohio state and (laughs) yeah they're they're a little crazy when it comes to their love for ohio state there's going to be a ton of pressure on kids like this to stay in ohio and he was able to say you know what i get it but uh, you know this is where I want to be. Notre Dame is where I want to be. So uh kudos to Mike Elson for the job he has done. Kudos to Marcus Freeman for the job he has done. And just kudos to, to the, the operation at Notre Dame right now. They're they're they are rolling on, I mean, they are hitting on all cylinders right now when it comes to defensive recruiting. I mean, they are absolutely clicking right now. And Keon Keely and Brendan Vernon and back-to-back days. And you know, for all the people who say, you know, kids don't want a competition. These two kids signed up knowing that Notre Dame right now has arguably the best defensive end class in the entire country in the 2022 class. And part of that has been the the, the pitch that Marcus Freeman and Micah Elson have given recruits across the board in the front seven is, hey, look, the days of, of a guy starting and playing 95% of the snaps or 90% of the snaps is gone. We're not doing that. We're, we're I want I want guys fresh. You know, we're going to cut way down on the snaps of the starters. We want guys fresh. We want those offensive tackles in the fourth quarter being on snap 65, 66, 67. And you're on snap 30, 31, 32. And that's where you really put games away. And they're selling that big time where it's, it, yeah, we may have a starter, but it doesn't matter who starts because we're both, we're going to need multiple guys to come in and play. And so if you're Brennan Vernon, you look at the 2022 class, and you're like Aiden Cabara, Tyson Ford. And it's like, so you're all going to play. You know, if you're Ke- Keon Keeley, you say, well, you know, they got they got Aiden Gaber and Darren Agu. So what? You're all going to play. And that's something that's been really big for Notre Dame. And they've been selling that incredibly well. And they're selling it because it works, because that's what they did in the spring. That's what these the players at Notre Dame are being told. That's what they saw in the spring. And so when these commits get on campus and they spend time around the Notre Dame players and they ask them that, they say, yeah. I mean, they don't know it for sure because they haven't played a game yet. But they're seeing it in practice, and that's what they're doing. So this is a big, big time commitment for Notre Dame, and the way they've gone about it has been really impressive. So let's watch a little Brennan Vernon film. We're going to watch a little bit of huddle film, which we watched last week. But I also found a a, a clip here from. I'm going to make sure I credit it properly. It is from. Let's see here, Buckeye Scoop, the website, the YouTube page, Buckeye Scoop. And it is game film of uh, his first game last year. And just so you know, the reason I'm not rocking the gap closer shirt tonight is because there's been too much going on in recruiting and it's now in the laundry. I got to, well, on July 1st, I'm going to go out and buy some more gap closer stuff because they're just adding too many players right now uh, <laughs> to the class for me to rock the gap closer shirt tonight. And it's too hot and for me to have the hoodie on. So I do apologize. But yes, definitely gap closer material. But let's dive into the film and take a peek at a little bit of film of Brennan Vernon.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. By saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: And the first thing that you're going to see when when we pop on this film, the first thing you're going to see is this is a kid that's got really good size. He's listed at 6'5, he's 250 pounds. I saw him, like I said, this summer or this spring up close. He is a naturally big kid. There's no fat on him. He's very defined. You know, he looks older because he's got facial hair, but when you get kind of up close to him, you see that you kind of get past that facial hair and you see a kid that's still got very much a baby face. He's still developing as a player. I think on this clip right here, you can really see the length. Now, there's a lot of technical things he's going to have to work on because, you know, he's a sophomore in high school, but you can see the length there. Very long legs, very long arms. He's going to keep filling out. But watch how he uses his hands here coming around the edge, keeping that offensive lineman's hands off of his body. Really like that. You can Again, you're going to see a lot of this. He's got very long arms, just like, not, not as long as Keon Keeley, but he's got long arms. He's more of a big end to Keon Keeley's um, uh, drop end, but, but you see it come here. Nice burst off the edge. Does a nice job of getting inside with a double move. Keeps his hands up. Again, really athletic player. Actually, I was looking at the wrong end. Here we go. Nice burst off the edge down here. Does a nice job of locking out. Gets around the edge. Nice bend. Gets to the quarterback. Big size kid. And he's going to put on 15, 20 pounds. I mean, he's listed at 250 now. I don't know if he's 250. When I saw him, he looked at least 235, 240 at least. you know But again, he carries weight pretty well. He's got a frame where he's going to put on a ton of weight. Because he's not a super defined kid, which again, that's okay. He's a sophomore. This is the play I really like. This is a pretty big, long offensive tackle. This kid's got long arms, and Brennan's able to kind of get in there. Now, what he's going to learn at the next level is is he's locked out right there. He's going to learn to use that right hand to club that guy down, and he's going to whoop him inside. But this is a really nice get-off. This is the thing I'm saying. There's some technical things he's going to have to learn, which is fine, but there's a lot to like about him. And I like this clip because it's not just a highlight of all the best plays. There's some plays on here that aren't necessarily highlights, but they're from a game, which is, which is going to help, you know, again, help us get a better view. This is a nice job around the end. Nice use of his hands there. Good move around the edge. Good power player. You can see the size there. See what I'm saying? Like he's not a super defined kid. He's got a lot of room to continue adding and building to his body. When he fills out, he's going to be a big, strong kid. No question about it. No question about it. Let's get a couple of clips here, and then we'll go to some huddle film. It's a nice job with that inside move. So that's a, that's just a couple of game clips here of Brennan Vernon. I'm going to go next to his huddle film. We'll watch a couple of clips there, and then we can see a little bit more. But again, you see the size. You see the power. You see that combination. I'm going to go pull up the huddle film now. You see a nice burst off the edge. You see a kid that understands how to make plays. And this is for a sophomore. This is the thing we talked about with Keon Keeley yesterday. This is a kid who's just a sophomore. Good hustle, good pursuit. Now, the thing I saw in this this summer is, so he is a really long kid. And one of the things I talked about from him this summer was, he's kind of got a really awkward running style. It's kind of real. I, I said, herky jerky. I've said in my writings. I don't know if that's even the best way to say it. It's just kind of strange. And you know what he looks like is is a young kid that that grew really fast, and he's still kind of getting into like growing into that body. And uh, you know, that's kind of the the strange thing about him. And at first, it made him it, it sort of masked his athleticism at first when I first saw him, just because he looked so weird running. But then you watch him do lateral drills. And I think where I was really most impressed with him in drills is when he's working like bags and he's showing that quick side to side. He shows really nice agility, really nice change of direction. Uh, there were some things he's going to have to learn technically. And you could see sometimes when he wasn't quite sure what he was doing from a drill standpoint, he'd look a little sluggish. But when he knows what he's doing, you see quickness, you see nice hips, you see good lateral quickness, you see good foot quickness, you see good explosiveness off the line, And the thing that I noticed, too, from game film, but you also saw that's a nice shed there, that cut block attempt. But the other thing you saw in the summer workout where I saw him this summer was he's got really strong hands, you know, like they're hitting the bags. But you can kind of watch. It's like with anything else when you you can watch how those bags react to different kids. And when he hit those bags, they reacted differently than 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 normal. And so he's got a he's got really heavy, heavy hands. And he's got, he's got above-average length. He doesn't have – I'd say definitely above-average length. He doesn't have Keon Keeley's length, but I would imagine he's got – he's longer than Daylon Hayes, I would imagine. He's got nice length, fat, relatively fast hands, but really heavy hands, and that's something you want from a big end. You want a guy that can really knock people back and throw people off of him. And as a sophomore, he's already shown things against, mind you, very good competition, by the way. This is someone who plays against the best schools in the country. So – Uh, that is Brennan Vernon. I keep wanting to say Brennan Curtin, and I think a lot of you older Notre Dame fans are going to know exactly what I'm talking about, but I don't know why I keep doing that, but I keep wanting to to say Brennan Curtin for some reason. So let's talk about sort of the fit here with Brennan Vernon and Keon Keeley, and I'm going to look at a two from the 2022 class as well. So essentially, if Notre Dame wanted to, they could basically be done with pure ends. Now, Anthony Lucas is still a guy they're going to recruit because as I mentioned earlier in the show, he's a unicorn that can really play anywhere. And so you can use him You can use him in a lot of different ways. But when you look at Keon Keeley and Brennan Vernon as a combination, and then you look at him as the 2022 class, I really like what this group is doing. Because you look at Brennan Vernon, who's a big power end, 6'5", 240, Big end. You could see him growing into a guy that could slide inside on third down, you know, and again, situational packages, not as a three technique as a starter, but like, you know, on third down, maybe you slide him inside like they did with Dalen Hayes a couple years ago, like they've done with Khalid Kareem, like they've done with Adi Takumba Ogundiji, get him in some inside pass rush moves on third down, use that power, use that strength. Then you look at Keon Keely, and Keon is 6'6", six, 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 incredibly long arms, explosive, has the athleticism to drop into coverage. They can play opposite each other really well. Keon also has the size, much like Aiden Gabera in the 2022 class, where you know he could play both sides in certain situations. So is there a scenario down the road where on third down, you'd have Keon Keeley and Brennan Vernon side-by-side side with maybe Brennan playing inside and Keon on the edge and maybe another player on the on the weak side edge? Absolutely. And that's what I love about what they're doing with defensive line recruiting, because you've got Darren Agu, who could play some linebacker at 6'6", 225, and he could play the Viper. You've got Aiden Gabara, who can play big end. He can also play Viper. You've got Tyson Ford, who's a big end, who can also play three technique, could even play some nose tackle in some situational pass rush packages. So the thing I love about what they're doing at end is, They're getting these super long athletic kids. It's almost like Mike and Elson has a policy that if you step on campus and if you're not taller than he is, he ain't taking you. That's kind of what it looks like in these last two classes. But there's a lot of versatility in this class in this defensive end group, which I really like because, you know, there's a lot of packages in my head where you can get up to three of these defensive ends on the field together there's also some, and I'm talking even some base packages with, you know, with Tyson Ford moving inside, or if they got Anthony Lucas, you can move him inside. But the other thing you look at it and say, there's even some scenarios where you can maybe get four of these guys on the field together. So think of this situation. So you have like, let's say you put Tyson Ford at like the nose on the third down. You've got Keon Keeley on one side, you got Brennan Vernon on the other side, or Aiden Gaber on the other side. And then you could have Darren Agu playing kind of off-ball linebacker and you could move him around, or you could put you could put vernon and ford inside again this is a third down package a pass package you could put vernon and ford inside and you could have Keely and agu or Keeley and gabera or somebody or you know gabera and agu whoever as the edge players and now you're just attacking but because your ends are not only athletic but huge you're able to get away with those things. Where in the past, some of your ends were like the 6'2", 250. And I don't know if that's necessarily wanting to get a 4N package. We saw a little bit of this in 2018 and 2019 at times where they'd kind of go to a 3-4N package. But what this group brings is this group brings elite length across the board. And so I really like that combination there with those guys and what they bring to the table. So let's get up here. Brandon Cuz. we do got a super chat. Brandon Cuz. thank you so much for that. The offensive recruiting has been solid. What does Notre Dame have to do to replicate what is happening on D-recruiting? Offensive production, curious on your take. Thanks for the coverage. Brandon, that's a great question, and I promise you I'm going to get to it, but I did want to recognize the super chat and recognize the question. I want to wrap up this defensive end stuff before we go on to the next one. Got another super chat from Corey D. Thank you so much for that, Corey. But I, I do want to wrap up uh, this defensive end conversation here real quick. Um, you know when with this, so so again, great recruiting isn't just about getting talented players at one or two positions. It's about getting players because if you have a bunch of guys at end and you don't have a system that that it, it, you know that can be versatile, be flexible, can use multiple players at once, and just kind of you fit them all into these little packages. Then you land all these ends, and you can't play all of them. You only play two or three of them, and you've got all these five, six ends. What I like about what Notre Dame does schematically and what Marcus Freeman is going to bring to the table is, number one, you can use rotation. So you can play four to five ends just at the two end spots, but with the flexibility of a guy like Darren Aguda to play the, the linebacker, like we saw with Devin Upau, who we'll talk about, You can use him together, so that's a way to get a third end and some base packages and things like that. You look at some of the other things that Notre Dame does. You can use a lot of these guys together, and that's the exciting thing. And so uh, what's next for Notre Dame at defensive line recruiting? I could see Notre Dame just kind of saying, okay, we're done in 2023 at defensive end and focusing on the interior players. I could see that. Maybe there's some high upside guys that they could use together. If there's some losses from the depth chart, then maybe you could then go after third end that way. I think right now what I would do if I was Notre Dame is focus all my defensive line recruiting, use all my all my emphasis to go get Anthony Lucas, and then to recruit defensive tackles in the 2023 class. I mean, the fact that you're basically done, and then also what it does too is now that you've got Keeley and you've got Brennan Vernon in the class is, let's be honest. Do you all think Ohio State's going to stop recruiting Brennan Vernon? Do you think Florida, Florida State, Miami, Bama, schools like that are going to stop recruiting? Recruiting Keon Keeley? Heck no, they're going to stay recruiting them. So the fact that you're done in 22 at defensive line and you're done in 23, not Mike Elson can stay on these kids like they're like they're uncommitted, and that would be smart because these schools are not going to stop coming after them. So uh, that is certainly certainly uh, a, a way to way to go. So uh, big time, big time pickup for Notre Dame at this point in time. So anyway, I appreciate everybody being part of this late night impromptu show. We had a huge audience. We got up to our highest number ever tonight, which says a lot about the excitement about Brendan Vernon and getting a big name recruit. Before you leave, please hit the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Gonna have a lot of announcements coming up here very soon in regards to some things that are going on on their website, some subscription things that won't impact the YouTube channel, but if you really wanna be a part of the whole Irish Breakdown community, some things are gonna happen there. If you wanna buy some Irish Breakdown merchandise, you can see the link in the, in the description below. And you will see, uh, you'll be able to find it there. Hats, shirts, mugs, stickers. Uh, Somebody sent me a sticker that he puts on his bike that he rides around every day. Uh, A guy sent me a picture. He bought a hat for his girlfriend, uh, which was really awesome. So a lot of gear out there. We've gotten, we've sold way over fifty. We're we're not way. We are over fifty items sold now, which I'm very excited about. So we have a lot of stuff going on. So make sure you stay locked into that. Make sure you have you. uh, There's also a link to our to our free daily newsletter, which is essentially, it's just links to our five top stories from the website the day before. They're always free stories. Uh, So make sure you check that out too. So everyone have a great rest of your night. Thanks for joining me for this impromptu commit video. All tons of great questions. If I missed any, I apologize, but we'll be back again tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern to talk Notre Dame football. So we have a great night and we'll talk to you again soon.